Over the past year, the Accreditation Council for Graduate Medical Education, or ACGME, has been conducting site visits at U.S. teaching hospitals to assess six key aspects of residents' clinical learning environments. Patient safety, quality of care, care transitions, fatigue management, supervision, and professionalism. On the basis of these visits, the ACGME has expressed concern about a generalized lack of resident engagement in a systems-based practice of medicine. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Eileen Reynolds, the Residency Program Director in Internal Medicine at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center in Boston. We're discussing the ACGME's Clinical Learning Environment Review, or CLEAR program, as described in a perspective article by NASCA and colleagues. Dr. Reynolds, Beth Israel Deaconess participated in a precursor to the CLEAR program, the ACGME's Educational Innovations Project. Can you tell us what innovations you tested and what the results were? Thanks, Steve. It's really a pleasure to be able to talk about both the EIP program, the CLEAR program, and how I think that they are going to improve medical education. We were one of 21 internal medicine programs admitted to an experimental, innovative set of program requirements by the internal medicine RRC within the ACGME almost 10 years ago now. Those requirements were meant to be more outcomes-focused, less process-based, and were anticipated to put the patient and quality improvement at the center of how a program approaches education. The programs who participated in this project all needed to set out quality improvement goals, needed to have their CEO's approval for participation, needed to be transparent in their data collection methods and in their allowing of the ACGME to review internal quality data, and needed to train residents in quality improvement and patient safety techniques and to show that some of those improvements actually improved care. We, at our own program, had a number of different parts of our EIP. We created a dashboard looking at minute-to-minute, month-to-month quality improvement outcomes that were relevant to residents. We started a geographic system of admitting that we were able to show improved care in which we were able to give quality improvement metrics to residents based on the patients they had actually cared for. And we were actually able to show that the projects that we did and the training that we provided was able to improve the culture of safety within our residency program in a survey that we designed ourselves. And so many elements of the EIP project, the outcomes-focused education, the importance of quality improvement process of residents at the center of the quality improvement process can be seen in the CLEAR program. Can you run over first what the main goals of the CLEAR program are? Well, you know, I think that the goals of the CLEAR program, speaking as a program director, feel a little bit like they uh, have been in flux. The ACGME says in a very focused way that they would like to improve the learning environment and the care of patients in teaching institutions. They want to use the CLEAR visits to provide feedback to teaching institutions about how they're doing and basically to use these site visits as a way to kind of pull academic medical centers into a place where the faculty and the residents are well-trained and focused on patient safety. So the goals sound reasonable and appropriate. Do you think this is the right way to go about achieving them? That's a bit of a loaded question. Is it the right way to go about achieving them? 
that it is likely to be reasonably effective way to go about achieving them. Program directors and institutions that are major teaching centers care a lot about the accreditation of their training programs. If a resident or fellow is not in an accredited program, they can't become board eligible. And so it's a high-stakes environment to continue to have accreditation, active accreditation of your programs. And so I think that the ACGME will get a lot of attention from major teaching hospitals around complying with the requirements of their CLEAR program. I don't know how it will be received at institutions that are smaller institutions, less well-resourced institutions, or places where the teaching programs are a much smaller subset of the overall care that is provided there. I think that it will be very interesting if the ACGME ever makes apparent the results of any of these site visits and can show us some of the results based on the type of teaching program or academic institution that they're site visiting. I'm lucky enough to work at a large academic center that puts patient safety and quality improvement at the highest level of importance in terms of just institutional vision of medical care. And I think that we have teaching practices in every department at every level. The accreditation of our programs is very important. There are smaller hospitals that have many fewer trainees that may see this as an imposition or as not the right strategy to take to try to improve the care at their hospital because the teaching part of their hospital is quite small in comparison to their overall clinical output. NASCA and his colleagues begin their perspective article with a vignette in which a resident accidentally administers the wrong dose of fentanyl during a procedure. The patient develops severe hypotension and the procedure has to be temporarily halted until the blood pressure can be brought back up. This may be a loaded question as well, but how would such an event have been handled at your hospital? I can't speak specifically to how it would be handled within the Department of Anesthesia since I am in the Department of Medicine, but in our department, maybe I can stretch it out and say if this, if something like this happened in the Department of Medicine, we have a very clear reporting system where many, many cases get reported to our quality improvement system. There's an online reporting tool. The resident could report, the nurse could have reported, the attending could have reported, and often we have multiple people reporting. That case would then be reviewed at one of our Department of Medicine committees. We have a resident review about 90% of our reported cases. So our residents are deeply embedded within our department's quality improvement patient safety mechanism and are actively involved during a specific patient safety rotation that we require that they do. They would perform with a faculty supervisor a root cause analysis of what had happened. They would interview the people who had been involved in the case, and they would make suggestions to the departmental committee about systems-based changes necessary to prevent this from happening again. Some of those suggestions in this particular case would undoubtedly be around the fact that there are two different dilutions that needed to happen, and is there a better way to make sure that either the single busy person from anesthesia wasn't either needing to do the dilution or that the appropriate dilution was pre-available, some sort of non-physician-based systematic way to improve this problem with the two dilutions. Sometimes there are also physician-based improvements that need to happen. Sometimes perhaps this physician wasn't aware that there were two different dilutions. There might be a knowledge deficit. There might be a training need. 
it's hard to imagine, but those reports then get fed back to the people involved in the case, as well as the major ones get presented at teaching conferences. Given all that's going on at Beth Israel Deaconess, what do you expect the CLEAR team to look at and to focus on when they visit your program? You know, all program directors live in a little bit of fear of ACGME site visits. The CLEAR site visits, we've not had a CLEAR site visit yet. They've been going on for about a year. They anticipate getting to all institutions within 18 to 24 months, so we know that we'll have one in the next 24 months. And in this beta test time of the CLEAR visits, are supposed to be being used for formative assessment and for feedback to the institutions and not necessarily for accreditation decisions. So I'm trying hard not to live in fear of our clear site visit and to look forward to hearing the site visit team's reflections on our learning environment. I think that they will find an incredibly healthy learning environment here. We're very transparent. We care a lot about this. We devote a lot of resources and time to training in these areas, but undoubtedly there are ways that we could improve. I was disappointed to see in the perspective article such a reflection uh, by NASCA and colleagues that they've not found many healthy learning environments around the country because I do think that program directors want to do the right thing. I think we were helped by having had an EIP program and it has taught us a lot that we've been able to model across the institution but how to get residents and fellows engaged and involved in patient safety activities and train them with hands-on work. But I do believe programs and institutions want to be training the trainees, the residents and fellows to do these sorts of things. It's hard not to live in fear, but I hope that they'll find a really healthy environment in our hospital. Finally, what changes, not just to Beth Israel Deaconess, but to teaching hospitals around the country, do you see coming out of this ACGME program? You know, I think that it's very powerful for the ACGME to say the CEO of the hospital has to be here at the beginning of the visit and has to be here at the end of the visit, and we're going to give feedback to the CEO. And I think that that will get, hopefully, a lot of attention. In our own institution, we have, I think, a really healthy culture safety. We hope to keep improving our data collection system so that when we ask a question, how many times has there been a case of hypotension in the OR in a patient who got fentanyl? And in how many of those cases was a resident involved? It would be easier to collect those data. So I see both that the administration of the hospitals will be paying attention to whether residents are doing this. I see that the culture will become important and institutions will have to pay more and more attention to the culture of safety at their institution. And I see that the mechanism by which programs can potentially access data that can be challenging to get, that will have to improve in order to be able to comply with these requirements. And so I do think that you asked me whether this was the right way to go about this. I think there are probably a lot of right ways to go about this, but I think that this will be attention getting to hospitals and will be effective at moving forward the bar of whether residents are being taught these things by faculty who understand these things and whether systems are in place to improve the care provided for patients by the residents in a safe system. Thank you, Dr. Reynolds.